0: do you want to stay more focused on the right goals in your life or even just figure out what the right goals are for you do you want clarity do you want better work-life balance well you're in the right place welcome to success through failure welcome to the success through failure podcast the show that reveals failure as your path to success You'll listen to intriguing interviews with some of the most successful people on the planet and learn how their failures became a launchpad for success and how yours can too. Here's your host, former Division I All-American wrestler, former Division I head coach, speaker, and personal coach, Jim Harshaw. Welcome to another episode of Success Through Failure. This is your host, Jim Harshell, bringing you a solo episode. We're going to talk about perfectionism today. This is one of those things that holds so many of us back. And I, in this episode, I really want to give you a framework for breaking through what's holding you back from getting started or launching or really what we're talking about is, is getting it perfect before we start which is why so many of us fail to start, right? Or fail we we start, but we keep on working and working and working. And this is perfectionism, right? And and so many people wear this like a badge of honor. But really, oftentimes, we use it as a defense mechanism for why we're not doing the thing that we really want to do because there's fear, right? And we're going to talk about that fear, that anxiety um, that's holding us back around perfectionism. So quick update just from the home front here, which is uh, where I'm working from now. Things are going great with the business. Things have really picked up and it's been awesome. It's been so much fun uh, getting to really put my full energy and really serving everybody fully with my fullest energy now. So, um, And uh, if you actually got... If you're on my email list, you received an email from me with me in my massage chair. (laughs) Yeah, I bought a massage chair. So I was actually at a At a friend's house about a month ago, and he has a massage chair, and it's like one of these really, really good ones. It's like, you know, you put your arms into these little sort of slots, and it massages your arms and your hands and your feet and your legs, and it squeezes your shoulders with these airbags. Anyway, I didn't get one like that, but I did get one, a used one that I found online, and man, it's awesome. So I actually sent a video in an email last week uh, with an update from my massage chair. So yeah, things are things are going well here. That was my whole goal—is really just to be able to work from my massage chair. And no, I'm not in my massage chair right now. But uh, now that I'm thinking about it, I may go do a session after this podcast. But uh, but I digress. Let's get into today's episode. You know, perfectionism. I see so many people dealing with this. Right? It's this this idea that you know the end result is the only value in doing anything. And if you go back to episode number 218. I talk about process over outcome and actually how to focus on the process over the outcome because so many times we hear like, Oh yeah, focus on the process, not the outcome. And it's like, well, I want an outcome, right? I want to lose the 30 pounds or I want to make a million dollars or I want to, you know, fix my relationship, whatever it is. And. And we want the outcome, and we focus so much on that. And I talk about why you can't really control the outcome. You can only control the process. There are other variables that may influence the outcome. And I really talk specifically about that. But perfectionism is just seeing like, it's only the end result that is of value. There's no value in the process. And, and that is what perfectionism... That, that's, what, that's what holds so many people back. I talked to a young wrestler just a couple of days ago, University of Virginia wrestler. His career ended prematurely, sadly. And, you know, he's bummed. And I get that. And I get there's this, this outcome that he was seeking. And he's not going to have that outcome. He was, you know, envisioning his career being an All-American or being an NCAA champion. That's not going to happen. And he had a, a medical thing that ended his career prematurely. And I talked to him about the process, right? I talked to him about what is really valued, right? I had a successful wrestling career. I was an All-American, three-time ACC champion, Olympic hopeful, trained at the Olympic Training Center quite a few times, and and just, I had this success, right? But nobody cares now. I mean, nobody really cares. When I go, you know, meet with people, get out in the community, a lot of people don't even know that I was a wrestler, let alone that I had experienced any success in the sport at all. So it doesn't really matter, right? There's the plaque that's somewhere. I don't even know where my All American plaque is right now. But it doesn't really matter. And what you what, because what you carry with you is the is, are the things that you learn through the process, the things that I learned through that process of discipline, toughness, hard work, being able to work when you're tired or don't feel good. As a matter of fact, I have a cold right now. I don't feel good right now, but I'm I'm I got amped up and I'm I'm focused on you right now and delivering this podcast episode to you. So, you know, I can work through these things because I've done it before many, many times. And that's what you that's what you carry with you. Through those lessons, right? Through 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 focusing on the process, and, and you you do hard things, and there's a value that comes out of that, and it, and it's hard to see because, like I said, we all we all want certain outcomes, right? Whatever that outcome is that you're seeking, listen, I get it, I get it. You want that, you want that. So um, back to episode 218, you can check that out for uh, how to focus on the process, not the outcome, and um, you know. So I was having coffee with a guy yesterday and he asked me about my business and he said who did you model your business after and this is a guy who he reads a lot of books listens to a lot of podcasts etc and he's like so who did you model your business after and it was a question that I'd never been asked and a question that I'd never really thought of and I thought you know gosh there are people out there who are speakers there are people out there who are coaches executive coaches life coaches you know performance coaches and there's people out there who are Podcasters and every some of them have some mix. Some of them do just that one thing. Others have a mix. You know, they're a they're a coach and a podcaster, or they're a speaker and a podcaster, or maybe they're an author, etc. And how did I create my business? Well, it was just this natural evolution. I didn't set out to create what my business is right now. I didn't know. I didn't know what I was creating, and but I I definitely. Had a bit of perfectionism holding me back from getting started, and I remembered. I remember recording my first episode. Literally, I'll tell you this: like my kids were all at home, and I was kind of watching the kids, and and I said, "Hey guys, listen, I need to go up to my uh, just to the bedroom, really, and and record my first podcast episode." So you guys hunker down here. I'm gonna just close the door and, and record this thing. And that was like, you know, life is busy, and I'm like, but man, I've been putting this off for so long. So I just started right and man don 't don 't go back and listen to episode number one because <laughs> it 's pretty bad i haven 't listened to it for a long time, so maybe i 'll actually do that let 's do this uh, Leica, who uh, does my action plan for the action plans for these Leica, could you put episode the link to episode number one in the action plan oh man i can 't believe I'm doing this, so everybody can go back and listen to episode number one. If you really, really want to, it won't be on iTunes. I think iTunes only holds the past 100 episodes or so. So thankfully, it's not on there. But anyway, I'm going to put that out there. You can go, you can grab the action plan for the listener, by the way. Just go to jimharshawjr.com slash action. You can get the action plan from this, but this episode. And matter of fact, every single episode uh, that I've created an action plan for... So if this is... Uh, Gosh, I'm well over 200 episodes, 222. This episode 200, episode 222. So there's probably 200 action plans. So if you're like, hey, I want to go check out the episode with John Gordon or Mark Devine or... You know, any of these other amazing people, uh, Gregory McEwen, who wrote Essentialism, a great New York Times bestselling book. Anyway, any, any if you want to grab the action plan for any of these, just go, uh, just grab, put, uh, put your email address in, go to com slash action. You'll get instant access and you'll get a link. And whenever I send you that link, just make sure you bookmark that link because every week I update with a new action item or a new action plan. But so I have this conversation, he, uh, this friend of mine asks me, you know, how did you create it? Who did you model it after? Well, nobody. I, I started, right? I just started. And I got over my perfectionism and it's been this natural evolution. And then I was driving home and I was thinking, like, how would I teach somebody to build a business like mine? And I've actually had people reach out to me you know, asking me about my business and, you know, hey, I'm just getting started. Well, it wasn't a straight path. There was no perfect path. If you ask a hundred, you know, successful people, how would you start? You know, pe- people like me who who are maybe coach, they're a speaker, or they have a book or a podcast, whatever it is. If you ask them all how to do it, you'll get a hundred different answers. Some will say, "Oh, you got to start a Facebook group," like uh, uh, Larry um, Larry Hagner of uh, the Good Dad, the Good Dad podcast. You know, His is just this massive Facebook group. Not just, but he, he created this. That's kind of his avenue. Other people do podcasting. Other people do live video or social media. Some people say none of that's worthwhile. You just got to do offline networking or uh, maybe SEO, search engine optimization, or you got to go give free talks or whatever it is, right? There's a million paths. Mine was mine. Was it perfect? No, neither is yours. Look at the most successful people out there, whoever it is. It wasn't perfect for them either. It was a path. There's no perfect path. There's no right way to do it. There's no right place to start. And sure, there are, there are themes and things that you have to do. And it's, you, you're going to have to work when you're tired. And you're going to have co- to connect with people. And you're going to have to be authentic and genuine when building something like this. But, but whatever it is that you want to do, there's no perfect path. You want to run a marathon? There's Google marathon plans out there. There's no right way to run a marathon, to train for a marathon. No perfect way. You talk to five different distance coaches, you're going to get five different plans. Yeah, they're going to have similarities, but you're going to get five different plans. Sometimes it's just getting started. Sometimes it's about stop working on it and just launch it. Press go. We, We always... Not always, you know, but oftentimes we find ourselves, and, and this is this is what I'm talking about today. Is if you find yourself working on something and realizing that good enough is not good enough, then you know you're being crippled. You're being held back by perfectionism. There's there's a guy here locally in Charlottesville who who always puts out this tweet every day. He says, "Good is the enemy of great," something like it, and it's like, so like, go, you know, go be great today." Well, it's like. Good is, you know, great is also the enemy of good enough, right? What about like like stacking your dishwash dishes in the dishwasher? Like, do you have to be great at that? No. <laughs> Sometimes I find myself like reorganizing my dishwasher. But you don't have to be great at that. How clean does your car have to be, right? Do you have to be great at that? No. Great is often the enemy of good enough. Like, what if Tom Brady didn't start playing football until he was great? <laughs> What if Tom Brady, the, the greatest of all time, uh, it pains me to say that as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but Tom Brady's the GOAT. What if he didn't start playing football until he was great? I mean, this guy, he was drafted 199th. 199th, I think it was the sixth round of the draft. What if he What if he held back? What if he, you know what, I'm not going to really go for it until I'm great at this. No, man, great... Is the enemy of good enough because good enough is enough to get you started. You have to start. And this world that we live in with social media these days, it makes it even harder. Because guess what? Everybody makes it look easy. You know, you post on social media, look how great things are. You know, looks like everyone is successful and everyone's successful on their first try and they're an overnight success. No, that's not true. If this podcast teaches you one thing and nothing else is that failure is that failure is that is a necessary step on the path to success period and it's not easy it takes effort it takes failure it takes setback you're going to be embarrassed you're going to be embarrassed you're going to be listen i'm a professional speaker now i have to consistently step into things that i fear and if I look back on how I got to this point, where I'm actually pretty good at what I do now, at least I think I am, I've had to go through embarrassing failures and setbacks. Like I remember standing in front of audiences, and well, one audience in particular, and I've talked about this before, I had a total flop. This was a week before I did my TEDx talk, like the talk of my life, right? Total flop. Totally just lost my, my place and my time my, in, my, uh, in my speech and there were other talks that I walked away from I'm like god that just that wasn't that wasn't very good but I had to go through that to get to the point where now I give a speech and people come up to me and say hey I want to hire you for our company or I want I want to talk to you more about this coaching stuff that you do but it took me pain and suffering and setbacks and embarrassment to get here it took those same things pain and suffering and setbacks and embarrassment to get onto the podium at the national championships. You look at anybody who's successful at anything, it, their marriage, right? You look at people who've been married for 50 years, 60 years. Oh, it's so perfect. Look, they're holding hands. They, they giggle and they talk. They've been in arguments, knocked down, drag outs. Those happen for successful people at anything, Right? So many times it, it's in, so on social media, it, it just looks easy. It's not. And sometimes it's this perfectionism is a self worth thing. Like some people feel like, and you may feel this, maybe it's in one area of your life, maybe it's not in most areas, but maybe there's just this one area where you feel like nothing you do is worthwhile unless it's perfect. Listen, I struggle with that too. I'm so blessed because now I actually coach around these kinds of topics. So it makes me reflect every time I coach. Like right now, I'm talking to you about this. Like I'm reflecting on my own life. I'm saying like, okay, Jim, where, where are you feel, what do you feel like in your life where nothing you do is worthwhile unless it's perfect? And every time I reflect on that, I find areas, and then I have to step into it because I'm coaching you to step into it, right? Step into that fear. I was talking to another, another gentleman yesterday. I stopped by his office, and he told me, a story about his daughter. His daughter, she applied for a job. She was she's working at this one particular job and at a sports arena, sports complex that that everybody's heard of. So I don't want to kind of give it away here, but uh, anyway, she was working at this job as like an assistant kind of role, and and her boss her boss left, and so she applied for that job, and she was down to the one of the two finalists for the job. And they told her, listen, you didn't get it. And they, they offered the job to somebody else. And they said, here's why we couldn't offer you the job. You don't have this skill, this skill, this skill. Like You're not prepared for this job yet. And so they offered it to somebody else. Well, guess what? That somebody else turned it down, declined. And so they came back to her, the second choice. And she said, listen, you said I wasn't ready for this, so I'm not going to take it. She was offered the job that she wanted, and she declined. Because she's not perfectly cut out for it. She doesn't feel like she's ready yet. She's not perfect fit for it. Instead of saying, okay, listen, I'm not perfect. Nobody is, by the way, right? You're not, I'm not, nobody. All those people you see on social media posting that they're doing all these great things, they're not perfect either. Well, she felt like because she's not perfect, she can't take this job. She couldn't step into that challenge. There was fear. She didn't want to deal with the setbacks that were going to be inevitable in order to, to grow, There was going to be embarrassment and setbacks and failures and struggle. But that was the next step for her. She turned it down. Now she's still in the same job. They offered it to somebody else. Where are you doing that in your life? Like, it sounds crazy. Oh, man, that why would she do that? Like, where are you doing that? You're doing that somewhere in your life, too. And so am I. And we have to face this. If we want to grow, if you want to grow, you want to step to that next level. It's going to take getting over the fact that you are not perfect. And you don't have to be perfect. Great and perfect is the enemy of good enough. You're good enough, get started. Now, you know, Reed Hoffman, the founder of LinkedIn, I love this quote. He says, if you're not embarrassed by the first version of your product, you've launched too late. And this guy, he's venture capitalist now, investing in other companies. And, you know, he's seeing all these new companies Every, all, all the time, constantly, right? And this is a guy who built something great, LinkedIn. If you're not embarrassed by the first version of your product you've launched too late, where are you going to be embarrassed if you launch right now, right? Whether it's starting to get fed or getting back to the gym or starting that side hustle, that side business that you want, are you embarrassed to get started? Are you embarrassed to show up at the gym because you don't really know how to use the equipment? Or are you embarrassed to, to uh, accept that or seek out that, that chance to speak or present in your industry and be viewed as an expert because, man, I'm, I'm afraid to get in front of an audience or I'm afraid to ask because I'm not perfect. I don't have those skills yet. Well, guess what? Do you know how you get those skills? By doing it. Riot Sports Marketing, my last company. I had no biz. I had no idea how to build a software, but I raised capital, built a software, started selling it. I, I didn't. Now I can do. it. Now I know how to do it, <laughs> but I wasn't perfect, and it wasn't perfect, and we just had to launch and move forward. My w- company before that years ago started a window cleaning company. I didn't know how to clean windows or do it professionally and and run a business like that. Professional services company where I had to hire people, train them, send them out into people's homes. To do professional work. I didn't know how to do it, but I started. When you start, you learn. And if you launch, here's the deal. Here's the deal. So you're a perfectionist in some aspect, right? Some area. Now here's the deal. If you launch, you can still quit. It doesn't, it's not a forever thing, right? Make the commitment to do it once. Or just to start. Or just to launch. Or to send that email. Or to file that, you know, that, that LLC and, and start that business. You, know, you can still quit or you can change or you can modify or you can shut it down or you can try something totally different. I've done that many times. I mean, shoot with this, this business right now that I'm in, this, my, my, my podcast, my speaking, my coaching. like I've gone down so many little paths here and there and here and there. All, all these little short side paths and I didn't realize that wasn't the right path. I stepped down. And the only way to, to discover where the right path was was to actually start take a couple steps down these little side paths to get over my fear of failure, to get over my, my perfectionism. But you can, you can launch, even if it's not perfect, and then you can still quit or change or shut it down or try something different. You can do those things. It's not a forever thing. You know, like I said, if 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 this podcast teaches you anything, it's that embarrassment and setback and getting it wrong and losing, those are normal steps. Those are between where from where you're at to where you want to go, these are steps. These are part of it. Yeah, I know it's gonna suck, and you're gonna be embarrassed, you're gonna have that self-doubt, you're gonna get it wrong. There's gonna be a little voice inside of you saying, See, I told you so. But there's gonna also gonna be this other voice. I want you to turn the dial up on this one that says yeah, this is part of the process. This is part of learning. You're actually smarter now. You're actually better now. You're actually more experienced. Mark McLaughlin, who I'm going to have him on next episode, actually episode 223. 223. One of my clients coached him for years. He started writing this book years ago. He wrote, He wrote a book, published it. And it's it's i've written read bits and pieces of it um I haven't actually i think it's actually on Amazon as of uh, publishing this this podcast episode that you're listening to right now it should be available on amazon um but i haven't i've read bits and pieces of it over the years, but he just started years ago he just started and he iterated improved took classes got better changed publishers, revised whole chapters and he finally he finally launched it it's his life's work, but he just Started, got over the idea that this has to be the perfect book. And gosh, it—you know—towards the end, it, he, was, he was really trying to make this the perfect book, and it'll never, never be perfect. he he, he keeps—you know, he, he was going to read it one more time and look for typos, and—and—and uh, he—he—he he did at the very end, but he didn't finish it. He didn't get to read through. He's like, every time I read it, I find like one or two typos, right? But it's never going to be perfect. But it's done. So I'm going to give you now, I want to give you four frameworks for overcoming your perfectionism. Four ways to think about it. And I did not invent any of these four, but I love these. These are, these are concepts that I embrace in my life and I embrace in my business and I embrace when I'm coaching folks to get through any limiting beliefs they have and any perfectionism that they have. These are concepts from other other businesses and, and other industries and other other sort of concepts here that you can use in your life. So one of them is this. Number one is this. In the software development industry, they call it agile. Agile software development. And it basically is this it's solutions evolve through this uh, the collaborative efforts of teams and, and customers or prospective customers over time. So these you you don't build the whole thing the whole software and launch it. You just build like what people tell you they want. And I did it the wrong way. Whenever I built my software years ago, I didn't know about this and really didn't understand it. But I was like adding features that I thought everybody wanted and started instead of starting with just the bare minimum. And and you can do the same thing. So whatever it is that you are trying to launch, right? Think about doing it in a collaborative effort. This is like design thinking, but collaborative effort with teams, with customers or prospective customers, especially if it's a business. Right? You don't have to build the whole business and go launch it. Like, Start with a few people who might be target clients. Talk to them. Maybe get them in a room. Maybe get them on a conference call. Maybe it's just 3 people. I did this. Whenever I first started this business, I I started uh, sending emails to people who were clicking on and opening most of my emails because these were people who were engaged. right? So I'd send them an email like, Hey, can I pick your brain? And we'd set up a time. I'd call them. Spend 20, 30 minutes on the phone and asking them about their biggest challenges, biggest pain points, what they would want in a solution to overcome those. And that was a part of the process of creating Reveal Your Path, which is my my coaching program now. So that was the agile. That's how I used Agile after I learned about it. Learned about it too late after that software company, but (laughs) I learned about it. And number two, here's a second framework: Lean Startup. There's a there's a book called The Lean Startup by Eric Reese. And this is just this idea. And I got this from Wikipedia. Here's kind of a definition. I kind of pulled most of this definition from Wikipedia, kind of edited it to make it a little shorter and easier to, to understand. But Lean Startup is a method for developing businesses and products that aims to shorten the product development cycles and quickly discover if a business model is viable. This is achieved by experimentation, iterative product releases, Invalidated learning okay I know that's a mouthful but basically what we're talking about here is shortening the product development cycle what's that mean it means creating a product more quickly and it says we talk about uh, discovering a business model that's if it's viable like figuring out if this business is actually going to work before going all in on it right you want to run a marathon okay I'm not sure if you know my shins can handle it maybe I get shin splints when I walk right okay What's the iterative way to go about this? What's the how do you you know use experimentation, iterative product releases? You know how do I maybe I just go out and run a mile, right? Validated learning. Go out, learn, test, experiment. Take your information that you learn and, and use that to make the next decision. Right? So agile tests the product with users and the lean startup model tests the product with the market. So that's kind of the business version of these. But you can use these in your life. Here's another one, a third one. MVP, minimum viable product. So this is like creating or doing something with, that's just enough to satisfy like early adopters, right? which in this case is you. And then later on, you add stuff to it. You add bells and whistles and features after you do some learning, after you get some feedback. I didn't do this with Riot Sports Marketing. I created something that it was kind of good, and a lot of some people liked, but not enough to really keep this thing going. So, minimum viable product. Like, what's the minimum that you can do in order to figure this thing out? To figure out if you can take. The next step. Because you don't need to you don't need to get from step one to step ten today. You want to get from step one to step two or step zero to step one. Right? And once you get to step one, you'll be like, okay, well then step two will be this, right? And it's like choose your own adventure books, right? You go to you read the one chapter and it's like, okay, I can either go to, you know, you know, turn the page to to page eighty or or turn it to page, you know, one hundred and twenty two. Well, you know, after reading this chapter, I'm going to go to 100 page, page 122, right? And and you figure you, you walk through it this way. I don't care what it is. If you want to write a book, start a business, run a marathon, lose 30 pounds, fix your relationship, you name it, you can use this concept of minimum viable product. All right. Um, fourth and final one here, minimum effective dose, MED, minimum effective dose. And I just pulled the, um, uh, this definition, because I found this on the internet, it was pretty pretty good. I like this definition. This is from bulletprooflabs.com. And he says that uh, the minimum effective dose is the principle of finding the smallest dose it takes to produce an ideal outcome. Smallest dose it takes to produce an ideal outcome. I don't like the word ideal in this, so take, take that out. Just the smallest dose to produce an outcome, right? And you learn from that outcome. And then he goes, goes on to say, anything less then your minimum effective dose won't work. And anything more is a waste of time, energy, resources. So what's the minimum effective dose? What's the minimum effective dose for you to try something, to do something, to get the result you're looking for? And you know, For me, over the past several years, building a business while I had a full-time job and four kids, I had to do the minimum effective dose for exercise and working out. I knew it was important to me. So I did a lot of short, high-intensity interval training workouts. I would just do like burpees, push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups, curls, things like that, like a 10-minute hard workout in the morning. Like last year, 2018, my goal was to do 300 workouts. And I knew a lot of them were going to be 10-minute workouts, sometimes 15-minute workouts in short, and that's fine. But I knew it was important, but that was my minimum effective dose What's the minimum effective dose that you need to do with something that you can implement in your life? All right? Listen, I know the perfectionist in you, you know, you don't want to make a fool of yourself. You don't want people to laugh. You don't want to, to, to fail or have failure. You know, we're busy, right? I know you're busy. I'm busy. You know, you're running around going 100 miles an hour, doing 100 things, trying to get 100 things done. You get 100 things done at the end of the day, you realize... You know, did you really move the needle on anything important? You're saying, oh, I don't have time to do whatever it is, but you have time to do Netflix or social media. I've talked about this before, but Jay Robinson, the former head wrestling coach at Minnesota, former Army Ranger, he told me once, he said, Jim, it's not that you don't have time to do something. You've just not made it a priority. It's kind of hard to swallow that, but once you realize, you go, okay, well, I guess that's kind of the truth. Well, number four, that minimum effective dose will help you with that right? How do you make that a priority? How do you make the minimum effective dose of something a priority? Again, I don't know what it is that you're being a perfectionist about. So I want you to take this and apply it to your life. Whatever that thing is, it's holding you back. And I'll I'll say this, you, you need to do a productive pause to get clear on what that meaningful work is that you need to do. Right? productive pause and I've for any of the long time listeners, you know what this is, and you can say this with me. a productive pause is a short period of focused reflection around specific questions that leads to clarity of action and peace of mind because that's what you need clarity of action, peace of mind. here are four three I'll give you three productive pause questions right now number one, what's the one thing that I can do today? What is the one thing that I can do today? One phone call, read one article buy that book, schedule the coffee with somebody, right? Here's the next one. What's the one thing I can do this week? It's a little bigger. It's a little bigger. Yeah, I'll I'll throw another one in here. Um, Well, I got the third one. I'm going to throw another one in in addition to this. But this this is one I just thought of right now. I'm sitting here talking to you is what do I fear that is stopping me from doing what I know I need to do? What do I fear? What do you fear that you know is stopping you? There's some kind of fear, right? Fear of embarrassment, feeling like a fool, not knowing what you're doing, whatever it is. What is it that you fear? Step into it, face it, do it. Do just one thing today to move towards that fear. All right, here's the fourth one. I know I said three and I threw another one in there. But here's another one for you. Who do I know who's doing this or has done what I want to do? Like, who do you know? You don't have to recreate the wheel here. Go find somebody else who's doing it, who has done it. Success leaves clues. Now, your path isn't going to be the same as theirs, but they're going to tell you about different different tools to take with you on that path, different avenues to try. Go talk to somebody. That's a resource, right? Now listen, I know maybe you don't feel like it. Maybe you're there's some resistance there. Whatever it is, there's some friction getting stopping you from from doing what I'm telling you to do right now. I want you to think about this: motion creates emotion. Doctor Gilbert says this. He's the the guy that hosts the Success Hotline. Just Google Success Hotline if you don't know what I'm talking about. But motion creates emotion. Create momentum. That comes from action. Action solves everything take action, do one thing. You don't feel like it right now. Take action, do one thing that will create momentum. So what I want you to get away, take away from this episode is that you need to be mindful of when you're being a perfectionist and when that is holding you back, when your perfectionism becomes, when procrastination is from being perfect, trying to be perfect. Procrastination or perfectionism is a form of procrastination. So be mindful of when you're trying to perfect something and that's holding you back from the life that you want or doing the things that you know you need to do to live the life that you want. And when you're perfecting something, that doesn't need to be perfect. So I hope you took something from this episode. If you did, please give this a share. The kind of growth on the podcast here is kind of slowed, stagnated a little bit. So give this a share, man. If you can, Just, just tweet to somebody, send them a text. Hey, check out episode 222. Check out episode 222, com slash 222. You can go to junior.com slash share. There's a link there. You just click some buttons there. You can click to share it on Facebook, on Twitter, and on LinkedIn. But uh, give it a share. Share it with somebody. Share the wealth here. Please give this away. And if you have feedback from me on the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email, jim at jimharshawjr.com. Tell me about what you like, what you don't like. What what do you want to hear more of? What do you want to hear less of? Um, What do you want me to change up? Anything you want me to change up? Kind of had this format for a while. If there's something new that, then different that I'm not thinking about, I'd love to hear it. So give me a shout, jim at jimharshawjr.com. And again, you can get the action plan, jimharshawjr.com slash action. You get the action plan from this and every other episode. And as always... Take the time to get clear on your goals and embrace failure as a stepping stone on your path to success.